Welcome to my podcast, Law of Attraction with Aaliyah, where I take an Abraham Hicks daily quote and explain it. This is actually a recording from my YouTube channel where I post almost every day teaching Law of Attraction. If you want more, search for Fun with Law of Attraction on meetup.com where I teach almost every Sunday night. How's it going, Wendy? I'm doing well, thank you. Oh, good. Well, this is Wendy, everybody. And uh, her manifestation work started years ago. And I'm so excited that she gets to share her story tonight. Okay. And um, and maybe it's slightly different because her teacher was not me. And so it's going to be great to hear because law of attraction is how it works. And there's so many teachers, which is amazing because then you get so many different explanations. And then you can just kind of like figure out whose words jive with you the best so i am excited to hear from wendy well so much of what joni said i've i've heard i've worked and it works it's great i'm very proud of you um uh what am i going to talk about tonight is change um one of my favorite quotes from the movie zorba the greek is life is change only death is not and we all face change. Well, I'll give a, just a very brief backstory to my facing change. I was assigned male at birth. I was socialized from childhood through my life as a male. I lived as a male into my early 60s. And... Uh, that led to a whole host of problems. When I told my parents at age 10 that I'm a girl, that didn't go well for me at all. That was in around 1960. Then uh, in my early 20s, I actually tried to transition. Uh, at the time, the movie Clockwork Orange was out and I knew that um, the person that did the score to the movie was now Wendy Carlos and she had transitioned, but the difference was she had money. She had connections, she could do it. Um, I also encountered a psychiatrist and in a group of psychiatrists to whom I was telling my story and they all, all sat and listened and about 10 minutes into it, one of the psychiatrists got up and told me I was a freak and I should move to New York City and start turning tricks like the rest of them. It was shortly after that I found out that I was considered to have a psychological condition untreatable with no cure. Thus began my life of repression, seeing psychiatrists, not telling them why I had anxieties and depression and everything else, because that, that wouldn't work. Didn't work for you. Exactly. So uh, I lived on various concoctions of meds uh, for the rest of my life until about, 19, uh, about 2014, fall of 2014. Uh, I was experiencing a very bad suicidal ideation. And I came to the realization, this one scared me. And I went over to my computer. I was in my office entertainment space. I had worked as in the computer and IT field for my entire professional life. And I sat at my desk and I started looking. 
because I, up until then, I knew that my diagnosis was a psychological condition and no cure, no treatment. Uh, as of 2012, uh, I was now considered to have a medical condition and it was treatable with therapy, hormones and surgeries. And I also found out that Obama had given me healthcare, transgender healthcare in 2013. So I, my wife had already known about this from way back when and agreed, we agreed to stay together because there was nothing I could do about it. I went upstairs and I told her, I said, look, I've got to do something about this. It's back. I'm scared. I don't know what to do. And I'm going to find a therapist. Fast forward a little more. I found Stephanie, my therapist. Our first and did you know that she did she have did she, was she specifically a uh, gender therapist or no. she was no, just but she had had experience with uh, LGBT people okay and was LGBT friendly clinic in Newtown Pennsylvania so I met with her it was a long intake session I talked with her. Uh, like I'd never talked with another person before in my entire life about how I felt and what I knew. Um, at the end of the session, I asked her if I could bring my shoes to the next one because it might help me feel better and talk more and all of that. And she said, sure, this is a very safe environment, et cetera. Um, and as I started to leave, she looked at me and she said, holding my file, she said, what's your name? And I just automatically said, Wendy. Because in grammar school, the prettiest girl in my class, the most popular girl in the class, she looked and she was really sweet. And I decided if I ever get to be a girl, I'm going to be Wendy. Aww. So, um, I so, luck, luck, so you were lucky. So luck had it that she, her kind of therapy philosophy is in line, I haven't talked to you about this, but I'm pretty sure is in line with law of attraction. I don't know if she used oh, those words, but we, it sounds in like- In first session, we automatically started on mindfulness and mindfulness okay. meditations. And I was already familiar with it. Uh, in college, I'd sworn off organized religion in favor of Zen and Taoism. Mm -hmm. And I played with meditations then and experimented with it. I do believe in like a quantum force, the universe. And if you can tie into that, you, you can do amazing things. So uh, the second session I went in, uh, I sat on the couch, I put on my heels and she looked at me and she said, why didn't you walk in with them on? And I said, I can't do that. Dress this, my male representative, my, the guy, no. <laughs> But I thought about it as therapy session went on. We talked more. She was uh, a person like myself has an, a, a huge amount of baggage to get rid of from my previous life. Um, and that's what she immediately started helping me with. And one of the things was guilt. Because I was feeling guilty for having married. But my entire life, I was told, you get married. Uh, you have, have a career, you have a family, you have a house, and you'll forget all about being a woman. No, doesn't happen. So, 
because there's the self that you have and there's the self that you really are. And for me, my entire life, they were that far apart. The anxiety, the fear, the anger, I was a miserable, and I was not a nice person. So when did you start, when did she, when did you start learning to shift your energy or how did learning to shift your energy um, help you on this journey? Okay. Um, by the end of my second session with her, uh, I had decided that the next week I was coming as Wendy. I had never, I hadn't cross-dressed in decades. Um, I had never been out of the house, but I had decided that was what I was doing. And for that, and, and that was a double, double-edged sword for me. Uh, I had to go home and tell my wife I was doing this. And I knew that was not going to be fun. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. But I meditated on it. I started working on blocking all of my old patterns of thoughts, my patterns of fear and anger and depression. And how did you do that? So did, was that during your meditation? Mm-hmm. And so how um, did you do that? How, what, like, what did you literally do in your brain? Well, also, also I, I started picturing what it would be like okay. walking into therapy that week mm-hmm. as my true self. Mm-hmm. How would I feel driving there? How mm-hmm. would I feel getting out of the car, walking across the parking lot? It was going to be the first week in February in southeastern Pennsylvania. and probably in the 30s. So how would it feel on my legs? What would I sense? I just started picturing this and I could really see it mm-hmm. and feel it and feel the emotions of it. And there was a, a glass door that I would be walking to and I would see my reflection in that. Mm-hmm. And I would wind up sitting in the waiting room mm-hmm. and there would be people around. And how would I feel about that? And I just, and every time fear or any kind of anxiety would pop into that meditation no i would literally say no not okay not going there so you're kind of interrupting like interrupting kind of catching patterns. yourself see see every back to catching self mm-hmm. so um that morning i got up i got dressed i went to there i drove it was it was just amazing. It was even better than I had pictured or envisioned. So was it about a week that you spent building up your energy? Mm-hmm. And if you didn't do that, if you didn't spend a week building up your energy, would you have been able to do that? Oh, nowhere near as well. And definitely with a lot of fear and a lot of anxiety. And then, and I, I'm glad you said that because it's kind of like, okay, so here's the difference between forced action and inspired action, right? Like, let's say the therapist was like, okay, Wendy, your assignment is to come dress as yourself next week. And so let's say you didn't do any energy work, then you would have just like, for, you were like, okay, she said, I have to do this. So I'm going to do this. And then you would have gone out. You would have had nervous energy exactly. and then you'd be in the world with nervous energy now attracting things to prove that you should be nervous exactly but we i'm so happy that you were able to avoid that by juicing up the energy what that was magic what would it be like what would it feel like 
Mm-hmm. And this applies to everything you guys, like what would it be like to make that money? Mm-hmm. What would it feel like? What exactly. would it be like to be in that juicy relationship? What would it feel like? Those are the questions. Everybody, you can just never again, listen to anything I have to say, just take those two things. <laughs> what would it be like? What would it feel like? <laughs> and then go in there. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden now, Wendy's excited. Wendy's doing it with ease. Wendy gets to enjoy the entire process. You cannot enjoy a process that was forced with negative energy. Right. Can't Absolutely. be done. And that day was amazing. I we took a picture of me that day to preserve it. And it was at that point that I knew that this was absolutely the right thing for me to do, that I had to do it, I needed to do it, and I couldn't wait to do it. Everything just shifted. Um, So when you say everything shifted, expand on that. What do you mean everything shifted? Everything shifted from, I'm not sure, uh, don't know, I've always wanted to do, but I'm not sure, to yes, this is absolutely right, and I've got to. Amazing. One more thing about, I, I used all my therapy days to experiment and give myself real life tests because, well, first of all, to leave the house any other time as myself would have prompted a huge fight and there was no way. Mm-hmm. So on the way to therapy, on the way home from therapy, I did things to give myself tests. The first one was, I told Steph I was going to stop off for coffee on the way at a Dunkin' Donuts that was right on the route. And it was one of those without a drive through and I wouldn't have used it anyway because that's cheating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I was going to, with purse, my uh, uh, coat, my heels, dress, walk into Dunkin' Donuts and get my coffee. Mm-hmm. And I got it. I, the first time I did it, I pulled into the parking lot. I sat there with the car off for five minutes trying to open the door. I couldn't do it. No matter how much I tried, no matter what my visioning was, it didn't work. I put the key back in the ignition. And when I started talking with Steph, I started out with, I failed. And she immediately came back at me with, no, you didn't. You'll do it when you're ready. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Isn't that nice to go easy on yourself? Let yourself. Yes. Uh-huh. The fact that you exactly. pulled in there and even thought about it and attempted it. I think that most of the points we get is for attempting to do the energy change, right? right? Because that's the scary part. That's the part that's unfamiliar. And so you put energy into doing it. Maybe you didn't get like a certain outcome, but the, you were building your energy in that moment. We talked again and did did the whole therapy thing and I at the end I told her next week I'm doing it I know I'm going to do it mm-hmm. I envisioned it again I thought about what it would feel like how would I feel standing in line with all these other people going to work waiting for their coffee and everything how would I feel and um, the following week I did. I stopped the car. I opened the door. And that's when I kind of adopted my mantra for my whole transition of just do it. (laughs) (laughs) So 
I got out of the car, closed the door, locked, and started walking in. I heard the sound of my shoes. I felt the breeze. I opened the door. I walked in. No one paid any attention to me, which is what I had envisioned. Mm -hmm. I got in Good line. manifestation. Mm -hmm. I got in line and then in walks two policemen. I grew up in New York. When I was uh, even in college in New York, uh, if I appeared in public as a girl, I could be arrested and fined heavily for appearing in public as a female while assigned male at birth. So that was, was that pretty, was that triggering? What'd you do? Uh, it started to trigger, it really did. It started to trigger me and I go, no. That was then, this is now, you're fine. That's how I handled my pattern mm -hmm. thoughts that were coming through. Joni said and, something like that, where she was also just like, no. I, I, I and then, which is catching yourself and shifting. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I hadn't envisioned and hadn't planned for because of lack of experience was getting my coffee, handling my change, dealing with my wallet and my purse all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, having been born female, you wouldn't really think twice about that, but that's a lot of stuff to handle. In yeah, you're going to learn it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I got through it. I kind of took a deep breath thanked them, took my coffee, went over where the condiments were, and I looked around to see if anyone was paying any attention to me. No one was. <laughs> Yay. Uh, the therapy, we celebrated. Uh -huh. Throughout the rest of my therapy, I gave myself life tests. Uh, I made a mock grocery shopping trip. I walked through Main Street. I went into Starbucks never anything happened. So how convinced are you that your success so far is totally a result of you managing energy? Is it like 100%? Is it 80%? 100%. And uh, I wound up, I started this process in January. In July, I left my house moved into my apartment. When the movers closed the door, I took off my last male representative clothing, trashed it, and put on a denim skirt, a top, and uh, my sandals, and went grocery shopping. Whew. And even at that trip, I went to the service desk, I got my store card. Uh, I shop at Giant, so I got my Giant card. Uh, and I got it in my name, Wendy. Ooh, I love it. And the first morning I woke up in my apartment, I was so ecstatic. I was going to get, me, get to be me for the rest of my life. And I had promised myself when I started this process, I was not going to die a man. Period. Amazing. By 2017, I had had the surgery at NYU Medical Center. Amazing. Uh, and I almost got a job there. The only thing that killed it was the uh, budget cuts. 
for the new hospital wing, I was going to be my surgeon's patient navigator. Ah. That's how well we clicked. Wow. And I had given her during one of my follow-up visits, a three-page bulleted list of all the things that I wish I had known before, during, and after surgery. And that's one of the things that got me a three-hour interview and the job offer, which got cut. So after that, um, I decided I'm going to start helping other people do this. Mm-hmm. And I did that informally from 2017 to 2020 when I decided I'm going to hire a business coach, a very nice lady that I had met, and I'm going to start doing this as a business. Love and this. In 2021, I launched my business, uh, Transition Coaching. Incredible. And Whew. my... My primary core beliefs are transition is 80% between the ears. All the rest is the cosmetics, and that's easy. Amazing. So many people I meet focus on the presentation. And I recently talked with a girl who every time she goes out in public, she gets so nervous. Um, A lot of the time, she just gets out of the car and throws up. And Cause that's, cause, cause that's forced action, right? That's, right? that's what happens when you don't align your energy first. Right. But the first, the first client I signed this year, uh, it's a 16 week program and we do all the mental work all the way through. In addition to all the steps throughout dealing with all the other aspects. And um, she, the first session I had with her, uh, she said, I'm, I'm scared, I'm tired of living a lie, and I have no clue what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I looked at her and I said, been there, done that. Mm-hmm. And this is why I'm doing it now mm-hmm. with coaching. And when she walked, when, she, uh, when we had our Zoom session for her sixth, sixth session, she was out to everybody, out to all of her employees. She owns her own business. Um, her legal name change was done and she was living full time. Oh my God. In six sessions. In six sessions. Goosebumps again. (laughs) So I know it works. I'm so, I think that this is such a blessing for the world and for people you can help. And I mean, just look like, look at everything that you've done. And Mm -hmm. I love that you can be this energy coach along the way, a lot, of, a lot of attraction teacher along the way. And so, you know, with your clients, you know, you'll be able to help them transition, but then you'll be able to also help them go into, you know, the next phase. Because if you're, if you, once you learn that nothing is relies on being smart or knowing people or, you know, you know, going to the school, it's all about energy shifting. You can help them do transition, but then you can help them do anything else that they want to dream up. So it's like, okay, they want to transition, but now what kind of life do they want to leave? And so to have somebody who's not just like, okay, well, here's the steps and Hey, like, you know, this is fine. Be positive. But like to actually go down to the nut and bolt level and help them shift the energy, then they're gaining that skill that they can take for their whole life. And, um, and that's really special. So I think that, 
Um, I, I think that I, that all, all those people out there are really lucky that there's someone like you where you can help with that, but also on an energetic level, which is, you know, the key. And one of the things that I do is I make sure I, I, I tell them and by, um, most of my clients, it's by the third or fourth session at the latest, get out of the house, go out and have real life experience, um, meet people. Uh, what's the if, first what are the first few, what's the first thing you do to teach them how to energy shift uh one of the first things i get them into is um uh, a combination of self-awareness and self-acceptance mm-hmm. um i have them uh start writing a list of of things i give them like maybe write me 10 statements of why you are an amazing person. 10 statements of why you uh, are going to be uh, great at doing this. Uh, And also um, I have them get over the fact of uh, a lot of us can't really compliment ourselves, like brag about ourselves because we're not supposed to mm-hmm. get over it. If you think, you know, something about you is good, mm-hmm. say it. Yeah. So what I love, so I also want to point this out. So I love the whole, the list that you're doing, right? Cause now you're immediately, how am I amazing? And in the creation of this list, you're bubbling up the energy, but and, this and is it's hard at first. It is hard at first, but what I also want to point out here, because I know that probably everybody in this call right now on some level has somebody in their life that they would like to help. And if it's not somebody, it's some issue in the world and you can only help somebody when you can look them dead in the eye and energetically know they are fine, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? So like, would this work if like, you were like, oh yeah, you know, this is going to be, you know, and you kind of fed into that energy, but you're doing the thing where you're looking at them and you're like, this is what you're going to do. You're fine. We're going to get over it. Why are you amazing? Start doing that. So what you're doing, what this is also energetic work. It's not that she's just, because when you're helping somebody, a lot of times somebody's not asking you to actually for your advice, right? Somebody's just living their life, doing whatever. And you still want to help them. They don't want to sit down with you, right? So in your case, they do. But we can still help people without formally coaching them by energetically seeing what you want to see. So if you think that you're helping somebody by being worried about them, or you think you're helping somebody by, you know, wishing they do something different, you are energetically feeding into their current energy. So the only way to actually help anybody out there is to buck the energy of what they've been carrying on, right? So these people will come and sit with you. They're coming with their baggage. They're coming with all of this. And, you know, is Wendy getting sucked into that and matching the energy? No. And and Wendy's like, I hear you. I get it. But this is what we're going to do now. Let's go. (laughs) <laughs> and that is, <laughs> that's how you actually help people. <laughs> um, I was told in 2021, when I put my um, uh, business online by a therapist uh, that I uh, connected with in Philadelphia, um, 
we're talking on Zoom. She cut me off two minutes into the conversation and she said, Wendy, uh, I don't have any trans patients now, but when I do, uh, if I see that they need your help, you will be my phone call. Mm -hmm. um, we don't need to talk any further. Um, I know that all my previous patients, even if they just talked with you, would be inspired. At first, I took that as kind of, oh, she's just saying that. She I, wasn't. I own it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is amazing. Thank you so much.